Okay, now, we are getting over, and I am the Silver King, Adam Silverstein, here to lead you through these hard times, Dada, with the special 100th episode of your favorite professional wrestling podcast. The Silver King is back with this monumental show, and no, we're not here to talk WWE. This is not the Wednesday Night Wars where we're talking NXT and AEW. This is not an instant analysis or a special interview episode, but it is a special episode because the Silver King has brought back a couple of friends you know and love to talk about professional wrestling for the first time in a long time. We're going to introduce them momentarily. Very quick, do not forget to follow us on Twitter at Getting Overcast. Every new episode is tweeted there. We talk about wrestling all week long. Also, Head on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. As you know, it is all about the damn five. So with that, we're not going to waste much time. Everyone here is on limited schedules. The first person that I need to bring back, none other than the Brian Campbell, the host, co-host, whatever you want to call him, of the Morning Combat Podcast, talking MMA and boxing every single damn week and a combat sports insider for cbssports.com. BC, welcome to the Getting Over Wrestling podcast. Is it, uh, is it over yet? No, not the show. <laughs> I mean, is, has the Getting Over gotten over with yet, SK? I- I'm learning from the best, you know? I'm doing the best I can here. Well, thank you for having me back. Congratulations on all your solo success. Well, not solo. I know you have a cast of characters that you pod with as well, but uh, happy to be here, uh, SK, unless, unless we get into an argument about wrestling and then I will be unhappy to be here. Well, on this show, I get to tell you to shut the F up and, and maybe it actually works. <laughs> maybe I have a mute button on this so we don't know what's going to happen. I mean, do you take the L? Uh, and, you I know, take the L's, you sound yeah. ridiculous. Okay. No, no, I, I take L's when necessary, just few and yeah. far between, as you know. That's always how it goes. That's the uh, gig, you, can yeah. fo- you can follow him, by the way, on Twitter at bcampbell. I believe is the new Twitter. Yeah, it used to be B Campbell CBS, but now I got to cash checks from rivals, uh, Adam. So, uh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to piss anybody off. Right. Multifaceted Brian Campbell, the other person who needs to get introduced onto the show. I believe it's his first time making an appearance ever. It is the Costas. It is handsome. Nick Costas, the host of the, you better you bet podcast and show on radio.com. Nick, Welcome to the damn program. Great to be here, man. I gotta say, so you know, Silver King has got his video turned off. BC, man, you you did you not shower this morning, buddy? <laughs> yeah, I gotta tell you, man, this guy doesn't look good, man. There, there's the Silver King on video. Yeah, I didn't realize. BC, yeah. BC, I mean, you let yourself go, buddy. What what is this look you got going? You got you got the flat top. You look like a Dick Tracy villain with the white T-shirt. Yeah. Well, what's going on here, brother? Yeah. I'm still doing the uh, the the uh, quarantine haircuts myself to 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 poor degree, obviously. Yeah, yeah and- no shit. And uh, yeah, I did shower this morning, but I am in a Los Angeles hotel room uh, still on. My body's on East Coast time. You know what I mean? It's I'm just a mess. But I'm washed, Nick. You know, back in the day when the three of us used to run rampant in the pro wrestling audio world, we were, you know, we were handsome. We were well dressed. Some of us were Greek. You know, I'm 42 and washed now, so you know, I had a good run, but, uh, you know, you know. Jeez, I'm, I'm feeling that at this point. So, okay, great, great to be here, brother. How are we doing? No, I'm doing well. I certainly appreciate you guys. Uh, Nick, I, it's funny following you, especially from the, the transformation of the full beard 
the differing haircuts basically every third week, something new's going on. I don't hear much about the style and the suits. Maybe you're not wearing as many suits, but the shoes are now a big part of your life. What's going on in the fashionista world of handsome Nick Costos? Well, you know, um, when I was at CBS, I had to shave every day and like put on a suit every day and I still got them. Like I got like literally to my right, Do I would fit? like, I'd finagle what, of course they fit. What, I don't know. What do you mean? Hey, we've been in quarantine for nine months, man. I don't know what's going on. But I, I'm way too vain. I care way too much about my physical appearance <laughs> to let myself go. But literally to my right here is like an entire, there's, I mean, I kind of want to do like my whole handsome, well-dressed day. There's probably like ten to $15,000 worth of designer suits in this closet to my right. But now that handsome Nick doesn't have to wear and well-dressed Nick doesn't have to be well-dressed wearing the suits anymore, he's well-dressed wearing other sorts of clothes and he can kind of do what he wants to do with his look and his hairstyle because his current employers don't care about what he looks like because he brings the fire each and every show. So, you know, going with the buzzed haircut right now with the beard. Oh, yeah, sharp. look at that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got it. Listen. Yeah, Nick, I think you look I, younger. You look younger somehow these days. I agree. Right? It, I agree with that. Has, so, Nick, you've been full on domesticated by a beautiful Italian woman. And That's right. it hasn't changed your bravado or style at all. So I'll give you a lot of credit for that. Well, you know, I got she does encourage all of like my little um, quirks and ex eccentricities. Yep. Ex yep. Eccentricities. Yes. She encourages all of these things, which is very good. I don't know how long that that's going to last forever, but like it's definitely good for right now. And uh <laughs> Yeah, I get to, but, it's pretty cool, man. I get to do whatever I want. It's, it could be worse. At least you no longer need to promote the Instagram handle. That is now unnecessary to get out there. You don't need any slides in the DMs. You are domesticated and very happy. By the, by the way, I mentioned you can follow Nick at The Costos. You can also follow his show, You Better, You Bet, at You Better, You Bet, and BC as well. You can follow his show, Morning Combat, at Morning Combat, BC. His show, I gotta say, his, his like, my show title's dumb, and like I remember when I signed my contract. Is it a playoff like, of the song? I've been meaning to ask. I, well, I, I don't know, but like it would okay. make sense if it were B E T T O R, like you better, like a sports better, you bet. And when they told me what the name was going to be, I was about to sign my contract, and I was like, huh, like, should I bring? Is now the time to bring this? No, <laughs> contract and deal with it. But B, I got it. The morning combat, of course, the play on Mortal Combat with the K. Morning combat yeah. with the K. I kind of well, I like, I like that a lot. I think that's pretty good. And you guys I mean, get your own merch now? You, yeah, you guys are yeah. big time here now. The Showtime machine under this Viacom CBS uh, flag has been very good to us. I didn't love the Morning Combat name, but, uh, you know, I mean, we don't. It, it, what happens if we do a show in the afternoon? You know what I mean? I mean, what's, what's going on here? What are we really doing here? But, uh, you know, they liked it. They put it on us, and uh, it's working. So My suggestion is, is to call it Morning Combat, whether you're on an afternoon night or the morning. Uh, that's that's where we're at. All right, the party's where you're at. Okay. I that's mean, we, do you can you admit at least it's better than the name of the old show? Uh, which is my least favorite podcast well, name. What was the name no, of the old show? No, the State of Combat. That's probably the greatest name there ever was. You know, I mean, I got to <laughs> stand by that. You um, but that State, of, State of Combat was, was terrible. Although, thank you. It was in this corner. All right, in it's this about. Was a great name. All right. Hey, minimal sweats, Nick. Does that have anything to do with you can't trust a fart? I don't know what that means. All right, because you can't you can't trust it. You can't trust it, bro. All right. Have you yeah. have you lost your edge, man? What are you even talking? I guess it's it's early out there on the West Coast, man. But uh, I will say the change from this quarter to state of combat led to one of the great work shoots of all time. Was it a work shoot? I don't know. I'm off yes, on the rest. Yes, of the it was absolutely. When we when we worked we worked the audience into such a pretzel with that with that show, 
and a couple other things that we did over the over the course of the way. And I don't know if we want to give away the industry secrets, but but that was a lot. That actually stands out as one of my favorite things that I did in my time at CBS was that show. There was well, still- I think. Go ahead, be sorry. Okay, go ahead. No, no I was going to say I think there, were, there was a mix of working and shooting always going on on the uh, in this combat hole with featuring the three of us. You know, no, it's true, and I think a lot of listeners still really didn't pick up like roles Nick was playing, and then when Nick eventually left the show, how I tried to kind of be like the heel side to your face side. And they just thought like when I was crapping on the listeners, they thought I didn't actually like them when it was really to kind of put you over on the entire thing. And there's still people to this day that don't understand that and didn't understand like the games that were being played, you know, across the board. But that work shoot moment with Nick in particular, that was, I think, the pinnacle of the podcast. Like, I don't ever think it got better than that. Well, Nick, it it got to a point where uh, the best part was the tweets I got in of, of people just being like, I mean, BC, I used to be a big fan of yours, but you're just, uh, you know, you just, you're just such a jerk to Nick. Like you just went way too far. And I was like, I didn't think there'd be a soul that would buy our cheesy, you know. It wasn't in- cheesy though. It was good. Hook, line, and sinker. It was good, and you deserve a lot of credit for that, man. Like you, you nailed it. You played your part perfectly. And like, I, I'll never. Who is the guy for uh, Andrew Feldman from ESPN, right? Who does their combat sports? Like, I think like reached out to you and was like, or maybe even reached out to me and was like, "Wow, like that was like pretty like that's pretty intense." And I was like, "Well, we we worked everybody, yeah, like we we planned it out in advance. So we all we will, talked about it." I will say, I never, I never thought that episode where you came on and and was like, you know. Look, I went to my agent, I went to the boss, and, uh, you know, BC wants to talk bad about me. Well, look, I'm taking over the show. <laughs> it's now Nick Costas' show. We, Silver King, I mean, tell the truth. We had people who yes. were like, I am unsubscribing right now. This is absolutely ridiculous that, that CBS would let Nick Costas go on this power trip and sack <laughs> BC. And look, what who doesn't get enough credit was SK, um, Basically, like he no was selling. great, man. He it's, was yeah. great on that episode. He was. That was his fun. Well, it had to be Nick, down. Yeah. And he was like, Nick, you know, I, I, all right, it's your show. Okay, it's your show. It's your, all right, it's your show. I don't really agree with this, but all right, you know, let's, let's just, that was. Like, I'm just like, cool. I'm just happy to be here. I'm just here to talk wrestling. The fact that I even get to do this is great. <laughs> so, okay, whoever's the host of the show is the host of the show. But you're right, man. There were comments on our reviews on Apple Podcasts. There was a flood of tweets. Like, how dare you guys do this? Um, and people were pissed. Like, they just didn't totally get it. And then and then the, I think the best slash worst part of it was when it was all revealed to be a work, people didn't want to admit they got worked. So there wasn't like a flood of, thank God, like, I'm so glad this isn't the case. It was just like, oh, okay, guys, yeah, I'll listen again. Like, it was just, that, that, that was the extent of people allowing themselves to be worked by it. Despite the fact that, It truly was like I received emails, there were tweets, there were DMs, and there were reviews left on Apple Podcasts. People pissed off about it. Good. We did our jobs. Yeah, we did. Uh, So, yeah, that was a nice run down memory lane. I appreciate you guys being here. As I said, once again, at B Campbell on Twitter, at The Costos on Twitter. And hey, if you want to follow the Silver King, you can do it as well at Silverstein Adam. As far as today's show, what the hell we're going to talk about here Guys, you know, both of you have kind of stepped out of the professional wrestling game. So, BC, what is your extent of watching wrestling these days, if any? Yeah, yeah, just just some full disclosure. SK and I were running wild, Nick as well, and then 
January of this year, I believe, is when our boss at CBS was like, hey, I want you to kind of focus on MMA and boxing more. Let's step away from that. And I, I made a pretty clean cutoff there altogether. I did, you know, was pulled back in for Mania and stuff through CBS uh, and maybe the pay-per-view after that. Since then, though, I'm really only coming back for Roman Reigns uh, pay-per-view matches and once in a while when our good friend, the Cross, Jack Crosby's like, dude, you got to see this AEW main event. It was great. I, I feel like I want to watch more in a sense. I want to know what's going on in NXT. I want to... You know, I'd love to be watching AEW every week, but every time I go to do it, something stops me. So I'm taking that as a message that, you know, I just need a year off or so, so that I don't do what I've done in the past, which is take five, six, seven years off of this. Um, Because SK, let's not lie here, okay? Mm -hmm. What was said under those filthy hotel (laughs) bed sheets it might not be wrong. Something changed in the industry. Nick, is this true? Something changed in the industry, SummerSlam 2018, where WWE main roster was just like, all you people who really care about what we do here, who get, just emotionally need this to connect and work and be good, we don't care about you anymore. And um, I'm still sore. I still take it personal. So maybe SK, you can tell me, BC, it's time to come back because it's good now. I don't believe you. I don't believe I think, you. Still, I think you. Uh, no, you know what? As someone who is not 100% involved in it right now, I don't know that you need to get fully involved watching TV shows and so on and so forth. I do think in 2020, one of the, man, I don't even want to use the word benefits, but reactions to the pandemic and not having fans is. WWE has been forced to actually plan their shows and figure out what storylines are going to be and who is going to be fighting for the title at Royal Rumble and then three months down the line. So because of that, they've started turning towards longer term storylines, better booking. Is it great? No, not necessarily. But is the Roman Reigns angle that we're getting right now great? Absolutely. Is Sasha Banks running wild right now as women's champion with Becky out and Charlotte out. Yes. Is Biggie getting a push as a singles? What we've been begging for forever. Is Murphy getting a push as a singles? Something we've been begging for. Yes. These things are actually happening right now. So there are things to get excited about within a product that is in some ways improving. It is better than it was in 2018. It's better than it was in 2019. But does that mean it's great? No, I wouldn't say okay, that. Have they made up? Have they made up for cutting out the, what was left of my wrestling heart when the Fox launch happened with SmackDown? And we said, look, if they do something great here, and if AEW is as good as it could or should be, we could have a third boom period. No, we don't have a third boom period. We're, we're not on the way Vince to. Was like, I don't care, Vince. I don't. I don't care about your your goals as a wrestling fan. I don't care about that shit. Have they recovered from that yet? We're not on a way to a boom period by any means. But what I will tell you, and I think most people would agree, no matter what their fandom, no matter what they prefer, most people would say that SmackDown week to week over the last three months or so, maybe even now, yeah, three months or so has been the best wrestling show on television. And that is not just Roman Reigns. That's the women's division. There was a long Sasha Banks and Bailey feud. Things were going really well. They were booking the show top to bottom very strong and they still are. But 
you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that wrestling is back to its glory days. And it's not even close to it. Even AEW, for some of the greatness that does exist there from match quality standpoints and John Moxley being a long-term champion on this Wednesday, he's about to have a match that we've all been waiting for with Kenny Omega, which you definitely should watch, by the way, at least the main event. But the rest of the show, it's way more WWE than it is NXT. It's not work rate only matches. It's a lot of booking where you kind of are like, what are they doing here? They brought Rusev over. His name's Miro now. And he's a gamer. And he's not dominant. And it's like people are, it's wrestling. It's still wrestling. SK, and you may have just dropped a meh, meh right there. An SK classic on your opinion (laughs) of AEW. And I can't can't argue because I'm not watching. I Um, like it. I mean, and maybe Nick can speak to this too. Did I want something that wasn't there? Did I want, did I beg and pray for something, a third boom period, a change, a go away from what we hated about the main roster, a rise of Japan and an indie and AEW? Did I, did I create a utopia that just wasn't possible? Well, I want Nick to jump in here, especially because I know he actually got both of us into New Japan, BC, but what you wanted and what did not materialize is you wanted a new company to be created in the United States and you want it to be New Japan Wrestling, like that quality of wrestling in the United States. And what AEW has given us is competition, legitimate competition. It's very good. The way I described it maybe didn't sound like I was praising it. It's a very good product, but it is more WWE than it is New Japan, where the focus is what we were talking about. Work rate matches that blow our minds where you sit and watch the G1 and you're like, where did my July go? And again, yeah. Nick is probably at fault for getting us into it because he said, you guys got to watch Okada Omega. You got to yeah. see what this, what's going on over here. And we watched it and we're like, this is what we want out of our wrestling. And now guess what? It's tougher than ever to watch New Japan. Nick, I wanted a revolution. You didn't give me it, Nick. Okay. I blame you. Yeah. So I'll. I'll take the blame for it. It's not Vince McMahon's fault or, you know, <laughs> Cody Rhodes' fault. It's my fault. I you, you increased our level of expectation. You did. Um, so, yeah, I'm not. I, the honest answer, there's two, two I think, points to hit here. Number one, um, given my job being what it is now, I just don't have time. I used to talk about this at CBS, too. Like, I have no time during football season. It's just not possible. Um, okay. I live with my girlfriend. And the the nights where there's not football on and I'm not working all day and then having to watch a football game, like I need to kind of spend time with her. So I can't really like, I can't rationalize kind of sitting down and carving out multiple hours per week to watch professional wrestling. I just can't do it. I can never watch it on Monday night. You couldn't pay me to watch wrestling on a Friday night. There's just no way, no how. On a Saturday, I'm not even watching college football really on Saturdays because I need a day to unplug. And I'm working six days a week, which is great. Not a complaint. It's awesome. And like I make a good living. It's cool. Um, doing something I like, love sports, obviously. Um, but I just don't have the time. And also, like, man, I've actually kind of liked AEW in the times I've watched it. And maybe I will check out. I hope Omega goes over, obviously, although I Me don't too. know if he's a yeah. face or heel or anything. Um, I was never really a big, you know, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley fan. Um, I don't know, man. I I think WWE is so bad. And every time I turn it on, I find myself regretting that I turned it on. Because something's happening where I'm like, well, this doesn't make any sense, or this is stupid, or this promo's clearly scripted. And it's like, I don't know, as I've gotten older, like, I, my tolerance for it has gone down where, like, I, I don't want to, I think about all the hours in my life I wasted watching, like, bad professional <gasps> wrestling and, like, and, and all the time sacrificed at the altar of wrestling 
because I grew up loving it. And I don't want to say I regret it because like I enjoyed it in the moment, but like, man, there's so much bad. And like, maybe like what you're saying, like SmackDown's good. Maybe, I mean, the Roman, and I saw some of the Roman um, Uso stuff in the pay-per-views. It's just like, like I said, every time I watch it, I find myself like, this sucks, man. Why am I watching this? Why am I doing it? I don't have time for it. You sound like somebody who just quit heroin, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't have time for this shit, man. Like, it's just not good. Like, why why would I sit down and watch this? Like, if if I had to sit down and watch anything, it would be AEW. I would not watch WWE. I would watch AEW. AEW does have its positives. There's no question. I mean, top to bottom, the wrestling is better, the in-ring product. And Moxley right now, uh, he's been champion for a while. Omega is the cleaner. He's gone back to that gimmick after spending a year as a tag team wrestler, basically the first year AEW existed. He's now a singles wrestler again. He's a heel and he's going into this match with Moxley pretty highly promoted. And there's a lot of expectation built up on this match. That said, it is a TV match. It's not a pay-per-view match. So a lot of people don't know, are they going to do a title change? Is there going to be a swerve? But it is expected to be a main event, a 30 minute type of main event on this special show airing Wednesday, actually the same day that this episode is being published. So I do suggest watching that, whether you're going to continue watching afterward or not. I just think that's going to be something good to kind of sink your teeth into. But Nick, I will say, even though I mostly agree about WWE, that even though I find bright spots, it's bright spots, it's diamonds in dirt, right? That's usually what what you're finding. The Roman Reigns stuff that's happening in WWE it is what we have all wanted from Roman Reigns all of these years. Well, who cares though? Like, fine, great. So like they're doing one thing well, great. Everything I don't think sucks. it's enough to who bring cares? you back. I don't think it's enough to bring you back, but if you're someone who's already watching the product, you feel rewarded by it. I, you know, no, no, there's no reward. Great. It's, it's like, <laughs> dude, you have Stockholm syndrome, man. Like it's crazy. Like what goes on here. It's like you were been like kidnapped and like you live a shitty life. And, and once a week you get like a fucking English muffin. And now you're like, oh, wow, this is really great. What a great life. Or your life sucks. Cause you watch all this professional wrestling. It's all probably bad. And you get like 20 good Roman Reigns minutes a week to make up for the, the, the six hours. That's bad. Otherwise, I mean, no, come on. And like, I can't say it's all bad because I'm not watching it. But like, I watched a good amount of professional wrestling in over like quarantine starts. I actually thought WrestleMania was was pretty damn good, given all things considered. I was actually a fan of it. But like, I watching a lot of it since it's just and and I don't want to say it's because of the no crowds, although that obviously does not help. Well, yeah, the cr- no like, crowd sucks. It sucks. It's, it's it. horrible. And yeah. like the fact that it took Vince so long to figure out, like, hey, like maybe we should. Maybe we should have wrestlers in the stands like AEW. Like the fact that it takes them so long to figure this shit out that's so obvious is like, why am I, why am I wasting my time with this stuff? And it doesn't mean that the wrestlers are bad or that every match is bad or that every storyline is bad. It's just that it's, I, I don't know. Like I, like I said, like every time I turn it on, I find myself being like, I could be doing something else with my time right now. That's like more rewarding. And maybe I'll feel differently when football season ends and I've got a little more time and you know, vaccines coming out and like good times are around the corner, brother. And like, I think, you know, things will get back to normal next year and maybe, and look, I'll get sucked into WrestleMania, like a big crowd at WrestleMania. God willing that happens. I'll get sucked in. I'll watch it. But like, I don't know. It's just, I don't know, man. It's just, just not good. It's, it's not good. No, that's fair. I know that taste. It's like day five of a cruise, right? It's like, oh, it's chicken wings. It's, you know, it's, it's ribs tonight. Well, tastes like the mac and cheese from yesterday. We've been here before. I know this. Uh, SK, uh, maybe you still you're, you're you're hanging on. 
you still get off on that taste. All right. All right. We don't, I, we don't, I don't tell you what to get off. We tell you what to get off on. All right. Um, for, for me, it's like, it's like that soft serve ice cream machine on the cruise. It's like, it's never actually great, but it, it'll, it hits the spot. You're going to go back to it still on day five. Cause it's there. I still feel like we could be in a revolution and a third boom era. If it wasn't for Vince having too much control. All right. I trust Paul trips. I do. I do. I mean, he's still NXT's a McMahon. Very, NXT's very good. He's so. still a McMahon at the end of the day, but I do trust him. Um, I don't know. So I wonder, Nick, will we look back on that run of Japan, the the insane 2017 that led to the hook the leg, hook the leg in 2018, that glorious run where, yes, we gave away our Julys willingly like, like crack fiends and it teased us at, into what this business could be. Will that just be looked at as like a two-year aberration? I mean, it changed the industry. But, I don't know. You know. I, I, I think at some point, you know, things are cyclical. It'll get good again. People will get back into it again. Like, wrestling's never going anywhere. It's an American staple. WWE's an American staple. It'll be around forever, I hope. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just like I've gotten a little older. I don't know if that's an excuse. Because BC's practically, you know, a senior citizen compared to 37-year-old <laughs> me. Um, I don't know if that's an excuse, but, like, I don't know. It's just hard for me to ever imagine myself, like, the the morning of the Omega Okada match at Dominion, the one that Omega won when he won the title, the Don Callis hook the leg call. Yeah. I woke up, I don't know, what was it? Like? 5 a.m. 5 a.m., yeah, like, Eastern time in the United States when I lived in Florida, to watch it in my apartments, like, alone, in my bed, and... I was marking out like I was like it was like watching like the Giants or like win the Super Bowl, the Yankees win the World Series when he won. Like I was like cheering like in my bed like alone at like five thirty in the morning. I don't know that I'll and, and I'm not I, I'm not trying to be really negative here because I know like this is a podcast for people that like really love wrestling and and I do love wrestling like at the end of the day. But I don't know. I just feel like those kind of those are like the halcyon days and like I'll I'll yearn for them. I, I don't know if I'll ever get back to that point um, unless WWE gets better. Unless WWE gets better because. I tr I've watched some New Japan, and I've been following what's happening. I'm not into Naito. Me neither. Just yeah. not. I love Sonata, but I don't know that Sonata and Evil are like these like mega stars the way that like Kenny Omega is or Okada is. I I kind of even feel like or and I like Kota Ibushi too, but Ibushi he's got the charisma of this you know this pen that I'm holding in my hand right now. Good looking <laughs> guy. Not a lot of charisma though. I, I kind of even feel like they're they're missing a little something here. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm really not trying to be very negative here. I'm just I I just I, I can't I can't really envision myself ever being as into it as I once was. No, I think that's fair. And you make a really good point about New Japan as well, because that what we saw, what we sat through with those G1s and the Okada Omega feud and even the other feuds that were taking place simultaneously, Chris Jericho showing up in New Japan during that time. That was just top tier type of stuff. And yeah, they put the title on Naito, something we were waiting for over and over again. They refused to do it. And like he lost it after two months. It was very WWE type of booking only for them to, try, you know, try to put it back, put it back on him. The other point you made, Nick, I think is really the key. And didn't Abushi lose the briefcase also, by the way? Is he going to get I, it back or it's going to be a triple threat? Like I, I, I was I was like, what, what? what I don't even know. Here? Yeah, I don't, I don't even know. But the Americans not being there certainly does hurt a little bit in terms of interest. But the point you made is a really good one. And NJPW can be great. AEW could be really good, borderline great. But, and BCU said this as well, 
until WWE is great again, they're, they carry the water for everyone else. They are the most frontward facing, most easily accessible, and honestly, the cheapest as well. When you talk about WWE Network and what you get with it, until WWE is great, the industry as a whole won't be great again. And BC, to your point, and I think we all agree about this, Vince McMahon being out of touch, even if he hits here and there with a Roman Reigns or with a storyline, him being out of touch and Kevin Dunn with the million camera cuts and the way WWE's production is right now, it is what held, holds it back from possibly not, we're not going to see another boom period. Not, I don't think we're ever going to see I, an attitude error again, but I think it can be here. really good again. You know, you know what, I, and I think, and I, I look, I'm not as, as educated as I once was on the topic here, but it's like, it's there and sit, like they cannot make new stars. And it's the same thing that we always talk about here. I wasted 15 to 20 minutes of my night last week to watch this bullshit at the end of Survivor Series with the Undertaker coming out right. to do the same <laughs> thing that he, how many times have we seen the same goddamn thing with the Undertaker coming out, yeah, yeah. leaving the had in the ring the same stupid promo about resting in peace enough enough i don't give a shit anymore i don't care go away mark calloway get out of my life how many times can you retire can this be the final appearance of the undertaker before people are like just go away man well can right we, off can... into the sunset go away like i'm, SK, just, can I'm, you I'm go... tired of this shit like can just, you go full disclosure here wwe doesn't offer Mark Callis for an interview for 30 years. And then they offer him like three times in three months to CBS Sports. You get to a point where like, dude, I don't want, I'm, I'm, I'm overexposed. I cannot see this guy anymore. All right, please. No, well, here, you're, let's, you know what's going to happen? I can't wait for two months from now where it's the Undertaker's final, 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 final ride. And he comes out on down to lay the, enough. It's no, like, is this, this is what we're main eventing pay-per-views with in 2020. It's Mark Calloway, who has who's, who's can barely walk. He's retired like four times already. And this is what you're main eventing one of the, the benchmark pay-per-views with is the Undertaker. Enough. Go rest in peace. <laughs> my television yeah. yeah, where's Goldberg? Let can me we rest in him? peace. <laughs> can we get Goldberg in here in Saudi to paralyze him so he'll never wrestle again, please? <laughs> He's please. like, this is what we're doing here. Like the Goldberg shit. Like, really? This no, is what you're doing? And you wonder why people like me don't watch anymore. Well, I don't want to see Goldberg. I don't want to see The Undertaker. I don't need to see Ric Flair coming back on Monday Night Raw. I don't need this. Give me a new star. They still don't trust the next generation. Adam, tell me the year when we're finally going to get Seth versus Roman and as the main event of WrestleMania. I when mean, are it, you going to make the new Rock in Austin? Please, tell me. I mean, at this point, like, what, what is Vince? 79? So 20 more years from now? I don't know. Like, 2040? Yeah. The, 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 what Nick said, though, uh, is 100% true. The WWE, since WrestleMania with the Goldberg shit, which everyone hated, and, and we talked about on the podcast extensively how bad of a booking decision it was to not go with Roman Reigns and The Fiend, a built-in storyline all the way back to anyone but you, Roman, and insert Goldberg in that spot and how much we hated that they did it. And then Roman wasn't even able to show up at WrestleMania for the personal reasons with the pandemic, wanting to be safe, no hate on him, totally fine. But then you wind up with Goldberg Braun Strowman <laughs> as the main event of one night of WrestleMania. And you're sitting there like, 
What the hell are they giving us? And then Nick, what you just said with Survivor Series was really the key because you had Drew McIntyre and you guys may not necessarily realize how hot Drew McIntyre is right now, how much he's gotten over. They've done a really good job with him as a face champion. But Roman Reigns against him, Roman Reigns as a heel finally, everyone's really excited. These two hosses are about to go head to head in the main event of a pay-per-view. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> you got a couple big meaty men about to go head to head in the main event of a pay-per-view and you don't put it in the main event because you need to have The Undertaker's final farewell. And not only do you do The Undertaker's final farewell, but you have a character in The Fiend who The Undertaker could put over on his way out. He could do that whole final farewell. All that garbage, the promo, walk up the ramp, and the very last thing you can do is, because it's not a match, so he doesn't have to have another match, you have The Fiend take him out. And you put over this new character as the hot thing, as the guy who finally put The Undertaker to bed, made him rest in peace. You know what? And instead, I disagree with and that. And instead, you I have The Undertaker walk through I, I disagree with that. Like, how many opportunities does Bray Wyatt get as The Fiend? Oh, no, no, how dare you? He, the whole... You know, the right. Fiend changed Sorry. the game. I own two Fiend t-shirts, Nick. And that right, was when I stopped being a fan. Great. There are pe people like everything. Oh, what, come what, on. What no, like? that was actually something they did right. This guy should be it. So it, really, it's Vince doesn't trust the new era and won't, won't allow a new era to happen. But the Taker thing specifically, guys, do you think there's anything with what happened to Andre? that Vince is course correcting and in, in doubling and triple down. Do you remember the Andre doc on HBO where Vince was like, like a sloppy crying at every second. And they got into how at the end of Andre's career, he turned on Vince and thought he didn't, you know, thought he used him and thought he whatever. And I talked to people who worked for uh, uh, HBO that were on that set. And they were like, um, he was a freaking mess. We had to ask the same question three and four times and Vince would pause and zone out and then just drip tears and come back with like one word answers. And I mean, like Vince doesn't show emotion, right? That's probably why he can still do this at this age until the emotion bubbles up and pours out. I think he's course correcting on Taker here to make up for Andre. And he's just sucking the, I mean, he's make just, up for what they, I mean, I, how many times can they, can they, I, I don't, uh, how, how is this? How is it apples? It's not even close to apples to apples. Undertaker's gotten a million moments. How many times can you course correct it? And millions upon millions of dollars and, and millions of dollars for single matches in Saudi Arabia. Like this guy's been paid. I think, I think with Taker, it's the loyalty issue. It's this guy never left for WCW when everyone else, including no, Bret Hart, than that. left for it, WCW. No, 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 no. It's that, it's that they don't trust like, they would rather main event a pay-per-view in 2020 with Mark Calloway than they would with Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, or Seth Rollins. That's the issue. It's not How loyalty. It's that they can't let go. They can't let... Vince That's can't true. let go. That's true. It's true. Like, are you... Like, are you... I can't believe... My time is precious. I wasted, like, 20 minutes of my night on Sunday, like, thinking, like, like an idiot. Maybe CM Punk's gonna come out, and, and that was probably stupid by me. Man, who's gonna come out? You know what? I actually would have liked it. It's if Bray Wyatt, anybody, Giant Gonzalez could come out. I don't know if he's still alive <laughs> or not. Fucking anyone, someone come out and do something. So it's not the same interview that we've seen like 
15 times already from The Undertaker. Hey, remember it's just that promo? emblematic. Remember that Raw 25 promo when it came out? Was he even speaking English? What was that? I mean, what was just, remember that? He basically said, go out to the ring and cut a promo. It's the 25th anniversary of Raw. And he just, uh, uh, rest in peace, last ride. Like he just, he didn't know what to say. <laughs> Legitimately. Yeah, so let's so let's keep giving this guy mic time. Let's keep let's keep putting him out there. Or hey, Undertaker, thanks for your service. Get the f out of my life. Yeah, yeah, do a job, please. You know, I mean, look, no, but seriously, when Andre was on the way out, they put a damn snake on him. I think Vince is course correcting. I'm telling you, I'm going to go to my grave with that. All right, all right. I, you know, I I don't know if it's a course correction so much as it is, man. I, like it's more what Nick says. He can't let go of the past, and there's a reluctance to really trust. I don't know if it's that they don't want to push anyone. I think it's every time that they think they've tried, there's been fan pushback. They tried to really strap a rocket to Roman Reigns. The fans wanted Daniel Bryan. They tried to strap a rocket to John Cena. The fans wanted other people. And I kind of look at it now, and I look at WrestleMania. This is to Nick's point, because he made a really good one. We're about to go into WrestleMania 37. The last time the main event of a WrestleMania did not include a part-timer, meaning Brock Lesnar, Ronda Rousey, John Cena, since he's not been full-time, etc., was a decade ago. WrestleMania 27 main event, The Miz versus John Cena. And you know how that finished? With The Rock interfering. <laughs> so, so when you really go back to think about it, there's a reluctance and maybe an inability at this point based on based on their reluctance they have almost turned themselves into a factory that can't fully get behind one guy they chose that guy in roman reigns and yeah they're fully behind him now and i have every belief that he will main event wrestlemania but guess what who's you he gonna face but that's the thing you know what match everyone's talking about because the storyline with Roman Reigns is all about family and how he's tearing down the Usos the Rock. and yeah, becoming yeah. the head of the table. Everyone wants Roman Reigns against The Rock. I mean, that would be pretty good. It would be great. And it's the match we all want. But are they really going to do that in a empty or 10,000 person attended WrestleMania 37 in Tampa? When they orig uh, the original plan was WrestleMania 37 in Los Angeles. It's really easy. Roman versus Seth. Have Sasha Banks play Miss Elizabeth. Uh, she bangs <laughs> both of them. I mean, look, I mean, do I know I always go back to true? it, but like, no, but the, when no. sex sells, Nick, why do, why do we still love the damn mega powers? Because we're convinced in real life that that dirt hole Terry was banging her, you know? I kind of I got turned on a little bit when you said that. I was like, oh, let me investigate <laughs> this. Is, are you not aware Rollins is married to Becky Lynch? I, I did know that. Oh, okay. oh I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, she's whatever. literally about to pop like any day now. About to pop. Yeah. That's a common, is that not a common turn of phrase? Yeah, I guess it's all right. I don't think that's anything wrong with that. <laughs> Your show, man. I don't give a shit. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm just making sure I didn't step in anything. That's all. I, I, don't, I don't think so. Okay, come on. Um, but what about Roman and Drew at WrestleMania? Like, doesn't that seem like it would make sense? It would. It, people were really enthused. I mean, look, I, got, I know you guys aren't watching, but if you still have WWE Network access, watch that match from Survivor Series. It was fantastic i saw the end it was a great match these guys two hosses tore the house down people want that rolled back too but different brands there's the brand split and we're just in this weird kind of zone in wwe right now where 
you just don't know the direction they're going to go. We actually talked about it just recently on our Tuesday show. They're four to five months out from WrestleMania right now. And what do you prefer more when you're a wrestling fan? Do you prefer knowing that they're going to go Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and that's the plan and they're working towards it and everything's leading up to it because you're you're a smart fan and you're inside and you're looking at every single storyline and you're wondering how that relates to the ultimate plan? Or do you kind of like going into this season not knowing what they're going to do and being totally surprised potentially by the winner of the Royal Rumble, the winner of Elimination Chamber? I fall into the latter category. I like being surprised. I, I just don't want to see The Undertaker anymore. Hey, remember they brought out Kane to, to beat Finn Balor a few times? Look, I, these these scars are still on my heart, all right? Because oh, I Kane and Finn Balor. My I God. can't do this without caring, Adam. You know this, okay? I know. And I, I can't forgive Vince. I'm sorry. I yeah, there's all yeah, there's only so many times and like I used to we used to kind of clown on BC for like for like that sort of um statement on the on the show. I don't know. I kind of agree with him now. Like there's only so many times that like my my intelligence can be insulted where I'm just like, you know what? This man, <laughs> yeah, better shit to do. You know what, though? I'll never cancel WWE never. So they'll always get my ten dollars a month. So like that's, they're, they're, I'm still, they're still getting my money. So I guess I'm the idiot here. But yeah, it's just I, yeah, man, I, I don't even like what do you even say? Like, it's it's the same shit. It's the same shit. And it's not good. And there's like you said, I'm sure there's diamonds in the dirt. I'm not doubting that. It's never been all bad. There's always been some good. And but I, I also think, overall, by the way, it's just, it's just not great. I also think, by the way, we really romanticize like the Attitude Era. And, that was awesome. And BC, the Territory Days. It was great. But when you go back, Nick, go back and watch, like pick an episode, a 1998 Raw, not one that you know is Austin riding in on the beer truck or like one of those things. Just pick a random episode or, or even, even if you want to say, that 97, 98, 99 was great. Go watch an episode from like 2001 of Raw or SmackDown. And I dare you to tell me that it was two or three hours of great wrestling television. It really is well, not. Yeah, all right, but the difference is these holes and issues. If the connective tissue is still strong and they are outwardly not going out of their way to insult you, Agreed. then you'll put up with that. All right. When the opposite isn't there again, you could be like, hey, guys, you should tune back in for this. But to Nick's point, if I tune back in for it and still feel like it's obvious that they don't care, then I can't care even if that match is great, because we are at the point where the match quality is so great everywhere all the damn time that you do need the, the, the story and the in the structure and the foundation and the effort. You can't just put out sex, okay? We need. I need a little dialogue in my in my in my bang hall. All right, all right. Come on, please. All right. And, uh, and and like I and I hate. I don't know. Like like there was always like a an unpredictability to like that era of wrestling. Absolutely. And now it yeah. just feels so sterilized. Like the commentary is horrible, and I'm not saying it's their fault. It's the commentators' fault. But like the lines that are fed into them, it's mm -hmm. just it's so homogenized. Like WWE exists. Not to entertain you, the person listening, or me, or Silver King, or BC. It exists to make money. Yep. It is a corporate, soulless entity. They don't care at the end of the day if you enjoy. They care that you spend the money. And again, I'm the asshole that will never cancel the WWE Network. So I think they've, they've got me hook, line, and sinker, I guess. So I don't know. It's just, it just, it's just tough for me to devote so many hours a week to it when I could be spending my time doing things that, you know, don't piss me off. Like, that's what a novel concept, right? 
doing something that doesn't make me angry in my free time. I already do enough. I get paid to do shit that annoys me. I don't need to do that in my free time. Yeah, I still find like I see what's funny is I find the things that you do piss me off in my free time, such as Doug Peterson going for two for no damn reason at the end of the game on Monday Night Football. Those things well, anger well, me well, in well, real time. Well, 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 I mean, we don't need to get into this, but that's he made the right decision. And like, oh, well, that he, he made always the right decision for that. you. No, he made the right decision, period, because that's what you're supposed to do when you're down eight and you go for two. Because you need a score anyway. So then if you get the two, then an extra point they were wins down 14. the game. No they, were, no, they were down 14, but then when you're down eight, you go for two. Oh, I see what you're saying. But two touchdowns would have tied the game with extra points. Yes, and I'm but, just saying yes, in that moment. If you, yeah, but if you get the two-point conversion then, then an extra point wins the game with the touchdown. If you go Whereas back score, gotcha. you, and you need a touchdown anyway. If you're trying to win, I mean, I don't think much of what the Eagles did uh, on Monday night was actually trying to win the game, but that's neither here your nor there. Your gripe is not with the two-point conversion. Your gripe should be with the Hail Mary. The two-point conversion was expected. Both. It was, Hail Mary it was everything. It was, the, it was the entire confluence of events that led to me pushing when I easily had a victory in that bet. That hey, is hey, yeah, you know what? Maybe, maybe take a better number and don't wait until game day to take six. Maybe take five. I took six on Sunday. All right, yeah, you know what? There were fives available all week. I know. You, took, okay. you took a bad number. Sorry. Oh, you're right, I did. You're right. Ultimately, I did, but that's neither here nor there. My point is, no matter what your free time passion is, there are things that will piss you off. If, you, if it was wrestling for you, it, it would piss me off. If it's gambling on sports, it pisses me off to, to absolutely no end. Um, but BC, to the other thing you said, and, and maybe this is kind of where we'll kind of wrap it up here. What's interesting about the comment you made about the wrestling, the quality of the wrestling, not the storylines, not the commentary, not any of that. You can argue what era is better, the Attitude Era, Territory, all that stuff. The wrestling, the in-ring product that we are getting today across all brands, NXT, AEW, Japan, yes, even WWE. It is the best in terms of work rate, in terms of if you guys were grading or giving star ratings, it has ever been. There have been television matches on AEW and WWE TV that have been better than work rate, sorry, not work rate, pay-per-view matches that we got from WWE the last four years, like in a significant way. So the wrestlers are working harder than ever. The question is, what are people around them doing? And well, let me be honest about something. You're right. And because of that, let's be real. Let's be clear here. There's no reason we should not be in the third boom period right now. The foundation of the product, the structure, the, the, the bones, the four walls is better than it ever could have been or people thought it could be. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor, indie, like crappy indies, they put out great matches sometimes. It's just naturally the, the evolution of athletes, what big men can do, uh, the allowing smaller guys who can move better in that never would have gotten the chance. Right now, it should be. How the hell is storytelling so hard now? Is it too many hours of TV? Maybe, but damn, just, just put the whole thing together. It doesn't have to all be physical, please. I mean, I don't watch AEW, so I really can't say it. You say they're doing a little bit too much basic WWE stuff. Are they not committing to the long-term storytelling that we no, need? They, no, they're, they're doing good long-term storytelling, but it's like two things at a time. And everything else is a mishmash of maybe it's long-term, maybe it's not, but even if it is, it's not that great. Like, again, Rusev moved over there and he's been in a storyline for the better part of two months, but it's about someone ruining his video game machine. 
and like him being upset about it and not dominating them in the ring. So, you know, how exciting is that? Everyone was begging for this guy to get over there and he gets over there and it's just like, oh, okay, he's not much better. Now, Moxley, he went over there and he's taken off. And AEW, again, match quality, it is oftentimes insane. Uh, match to match on the show, them and NXT are absolutely kicking ass right now. But is is their, apps, is their wrestling product for two hours markedly better than a SmackDown? Or an NXT, it's 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 just another version. That's how I look at it. Damn, you know the week that the the quarantine hit and all this stuff shut down, our good friends at CBS, uh, Jamie and and Robbie, had secured those uh, what second third row AEW tickets for me in Newark to go with them, and it was like early in the process, and I was ready to go all in and For blood and guts. Damn, yeah. Then the damn quarantine just took whatever was left of my wrestling soul and. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, hey, I was, Could've... I was supposed to go to WrestleMania, man. It just didn't happen. You know, once again, with all the quarantine stuff that's going on, it's crazy. It's crazy stuff. Nick, there's still a chance. And I know this is maybe not the topic you came here to want to talk about. Maybe this is not how you want to see your life end. I mean, did Mark David <laughs> Chapman ever imagine we would talk about him because he killed John Lennon? I don't know, you know? Uh, he, he liked Catcher in the Rye and Jodie Foster a lot. Or maybe Foster was the guy who tried to shot, shoot uh, Reagan. Well, wow, I'm washed. talking about? <laughs> uh, Nick, my point is, will you if be any, the guy? Anyone, if anyone has tried to show their age more, <laughs> then to be serious. <laughs> will you be the guy who takes out Vince so that we can't have the third boom period? Please, Nick, I don't, please. I don't, Can I you do it for the fans? Did you, you see? Did, did you see? I got too much Nick, Nick, you watched the Undertaker thing. Vince is not looking great. Well, I mean, he's he's fucking old, man. What is he supposed to? He's supposed to look good. I mean, he's like almost eighty. Like, of course he doesn't look great. He's eighty. Nick, you'll you'll spend the rest of your life in jail, Nick. But you'll be allowing a third boom period, Nick. A yeah, revolution. There's yeah, still I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather I'd rather have my freedom and have wrestling suck. You you say that, but uh, with Vince, this is this is a guy. He was a viral. Veril, I don't know. Virile, old man. That was that was the gimmick, you know, forever. It was this guy who's 50, 60. He looks better than a lot of the guys who were 20 and 30, and he's running and he and he's going crazy and wrestling. I just think it's all kind of caught up now at this point. And I do wonder, you know, how much longer Vince will actually have his hand in the day-to-day operation these days. Hopefully not much longer. And I also wonder, truly, I do wonder, given how corporate WWE is now and BC, like you said, from a stability standpoint, it's never been more stable. I wonder if even when he leaves and isn't day-to-day in, is it actually going to matter at that point? Or Stephanie and Trips, will he get beaten down by that point? Will the new people that they've hired from CAA, this Nick Khan guy, are they all just going to be way too influential? Or is it really this entire time, Vince McMahon on that headset backstage and gorilla position, making decisions that are just the wrong ones, and that's really the only thing holding them back? Yeah, it's his fault and Kevin Dunn's fault and everybody that kowtows to Vince. Do you realize how many ex WWE employees I know and I've talked to? It all adds up. I know how that. I know how the sausage is made. All right, don't call him this Nick Khan guy. He's a revolutionary TV force, and if they give him more of the piece of the steak to to marinate, we'll be getting a lot more of that. I mean, uh, so that was a smart hire on their part, even it though they hired him for financial reasons. It did seem smart. Well. Guys, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy lives, your busy careers to talk a little bit of wrestling, even though 
all the topics I have planned, we didn't cover, but this was way better than the what show. What were they? I don't want to like talk about them, but just like, I want to kind of grade them and see like, if you've gotten any better with the stuff. So let's hear what, the, let's, hear, <laughs> let's hear what you had. Let's hear what you had planned. Well, I was trying to think of things that could really be general because you guys are not watching currently. All so right. Yeah, okay. Okay. I'm getting yeah, so so one of them was, one of them was what was actually wrestling's best era. And then which was actually the better faction when you go back and think about it, the new world order or Degeneration X. And then I was going to pull from there and kind of say, hey, what's your favorite faction of all time? Okay. Not bad. <laughs> Next would be the right, the right to censor, after obviously. Four, after, four yes. years, after four years from Nick getting not bad, I'm going to take it. I'm going to walk away with my head held high. Guys, Judy like, Bagwell on a pole, worst stipulation ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to disqualify those because I was going to say nothing tempor- like, nothing like one time. But yeah, any Vince Russo on a pole matches... I think automatically the worst of all time. Uh, Nick, BC, appreciate you guys joining me. Nick, tell people how they can find you, how they can listen to you, and what's going on in your professional life. Yeah, so check out the uh, check out the show. Um, you better, you bet. Sports gambling show. It's Wagertainment, which is created by me. You know, trademarks cost a lot of money. They're not cheap. No, I, I kind of want to trademark it, but yeah, it's pretty expensive. Um, Wagertainment is information and entertainment all mixed together. Um, we give that to you weekdays, 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern, the radio.com app, um, radio.com sports. Uh, I'm on WFAN every Sunday in New York, 8.30 a.m. to 9 a.m. Eastern. And then we do countdown to kick off nationally. All right. Simulcast we'll a bunch of huh? we're, all, we're all greater New York guys in some form. I know Adam's a, a Florida guy, but but his family's by way of New York. Yep. Um, you you working on the fan straight up on Sunday mornings. That's got to that's gotta be awesome. That's got to feel awesome. It's not bad. And uh, it's really cool. They run my commercials like all day. And I just get texts from people randomly like, oh, man, like you're on the fan. It's great. That's yeah, cool. It's no doubt. There's no doubt. It's cool. Way to downplay Absolutely. it. Way to downplay yeah. it. BC's out here on Showtime. You're on WFAN. No big deal. Nothing listen. going on. Hey, listen, man. Cream you rises to the top. You can say it's really cool and something that you've thought about doing your entire life. It's okay. You're allowed. Yeah. I mean, what, of course. There's no doubt about it. Um, I have no ancestor or what? I mean, I work from my fucking house, man. I don't even leave my house. Nick, give the getting over listeners a freebie. What is your best pick for this week? I don't know. It's fucking Tuesday, man. Come on. I got nothing for you. What you no. got? No. You follow me on. I don't do that. Um, I don't give shitty picks out. Um, I'll have my <laughs> picks on, on Friday on, on You Better You Bet. And, right. uh, for, and for Island Games, um, we do. We give all our picks out the day of. So for Raven Steelers, well, I don't know what time this podcast is dropping on Wednesday. But yeah. Um, yeah, check out the show. You better, you bet, wherever you find your podcasts. All right, BC, what is going on with you? How can people listen to you? How can they read you? How can they see you? I mean, it's, it's almost endless at this point. Yeah. Showtime and CBS sports have come together to, to really let morning combat blow up, hitting all the high notes in boxing and MMA every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday live at 11 Eastern on YouTube. Plenty of bonus content. If you subscribe to the YouTube channel, interviews, debates, all that great stuff. Uh, check me out. I do work on Showtime Boxing, CBS Sports HQ, and uh, a new series Thursday nights uh, once a month on NBC Sports Network called Ring City USA, a new boxing series of uh, contenders matching up right before they make it big. I am currently in a hotel room in Los Angeles overlooking the empty parking lot of Freddie Roach's Wild Card Boxing Club, which will turn into the set this week. Pretty cool little project we got going on there. But uh, yeah, man, still going full speed ahead on all things the fight game. Would like to do more wrestling, but as we talked about, I think my heart needs some time to repair. 
Okay, because not even the, t- the heart, Nick, you know this. I mean, when you realize how much more time you have in your life after getting out, it's just, it's insane. Okay, it's yeah, insane. It is true. Now, folks, you guys know what I always say about this show. Stop being marks for yourselves and go back to being a mark for me. Don't just be marks for me. Be marks for the handsome one, Nick Costos, BC, the Brian Campbell. Don't forget to follow this show on Twitter at Getting Overcast. Go ahead, head on over to Apple Podcasts, drop us that five-star rating and review. And if you are a first-time listener, please, wherever you listen to fine audio, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, Getting Over Wrestling Podcast is on it. Thank you once again to Nick Costos, the Brian Campbell for joining the show. The Silver King is now saying goodbye. That means there's only one more person left to say goodbye to you. Oh, oh. We got something going that's oh. really big. Oh, yeah. Look in the video scope right now and tell them about my true madness. Tell them how strong it is and tell them where we're going. Yeah. We into the twilight zone. Yeah. And how Kogan's got no chance, does he? No. Does anybody have a chance against the Macho Man Radio no. 7? And we're the greatest wrestler, past, present, and future that ever lived. Why? Okay, I'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Say goodbye. Okay, now get out of here. Well, that's a little rough, Randy. Yeah, but it is rough. Now, this one is a rough sport. And I am the roughest one in the sport. I am the number one wrestler in the world today. Tell Hulk Hogan that time is this. Thank you, Randy Savage. And thank you all for listening. I will see you on Thursday with episode 101. Just three words left for you. Bye for now.